Now, a lot of places you're going to see this say it as a statement, but I'm going to say it theoretically. You have slower ripening, and this leads to better cup quality if it's shade grown. From Mumble Coffee, this is Coffee 101, a show about, well, coffee. I'm Kenneth Thomas, and every week, my coffee friends and I are bringing you the absolute best coffee education you can find out there in the coffee verse if you're new to the show i'd recommend starting at the first episode coffee 101 is designed to build your coffee knowledge in a chronological order from the ground up coffee 101 go ahead pat yourself on the back your coffee game just leveled up season one takes us on coffee's journey from seed to shelf On today's show, we're putting an end to the greatest debate of all time. But before we get to that, let's run through some of the classic debates that are mm, close runners up for the greatest of all time. There's things like what came first, the chicken or the egg? Should Hermione have ended up with Harry? Tomato versus tomato. Disney versus Pixar, Seinfeld versus Friends, Mountains versus Beach, or one of my personal favorites, Guac or Queso. And hands down, greatest debate of all time? It's no question. People have been talking about it for centuries. Everyone wants to know sun versus shade, which gives you a better cup of coffee. Well, I'm joined today by Katie Thomas, newbie coffee lover, and honestly, one of my four children, to answer that age-old question once and for all. If you were to scour the internet for anything related to this subject, almost everything is going to say shade-grown is better. But, as Lee Corso of college football fame would say, Not so fast, my friend. There are many pros and cons to both sun and shade when it comes to growing coffee. And we're going to tackle it all today. Just trust me, you'll come away from this conversation with a better appreciation for both growing conditions and realize shade-grown coffee isn't the answer to everything and sun-grown coffee isn't the devil. Katie. Welcome to the show. Hey. How are you today? I'm pretty good. How are you? I'm good. I'm ready to uh, to get this uh, debate on. And so oh, yeah. we talked about a second ago, um, or I alluded to, you're a newbie yeah, coffee drinker. Yeah, I don't know anything about this. I'm just well, going to be completely honest. I know a little bit, but not much. I'm not going to impress you with my knowledge today. I'll say that. But that's okay because you fit right in. With our listeners, our I'm coffee just here to learn. That's right. Exactly. Like the Coffee 101ers, this is all about education and about kind of opening the door and seeing how far down the hall it goes. Yes. So in your coffee journey right now, you like a dark roast or no, say mm-hmm. a medium roast. 
Yeah, I like, honestly, whichever one gives me the most caffeine. But, like, taste-wise, I like medium the best or dark. Okay. And then you also put um, maybe a little bit. A little bit of creamer. Yeah. But. Kind of knock the edge off a little bit. Mm-hmm. I usually just drink it iced. That's my favorite way to do it if I'm just doing it myself. And you have a cup that you really like yes. that keeps your yes. coffee iced all day long. Yes. My Bubba cup is my favorite material item I own right now. Yeah. It's pink, which is my favorite color. And it keeps it like surprisingly really, really cold. I've never had a cup that kept it cold that well before. I remember this one time. We were at a wedding shower, and I had my cup of iced coffee in my black car, and then when I got back an hour or two later in the 90-degree weather, it was still cold, still had ice in it, which is crazy. So I highly recommend the Bubba Cup. The Bubba Cup. Okay. It's great. So we will put a link for the Bubba yes. Cup in the show notes. It will make your life 100% better. Highly recommend. Okay, so here's the deal. We're going to play a little game today. The name of the game is very unique and original, and I'm sure that no one has used this name in the past. It's called the debate game. I'll be the moderator, and I'll assign you a point to defend. Then we'll switch, and I'll ask you to defend the other point. You'll then have an opportunity to sum up both points at the end. When you make a good point, I'll assign an arbitrary amount of the points. That means absolutely nothing. Okay. Well, and for you, just so I can dish it back, there will be a separate, I'm going to call lightning round at the end where I'll ask you to defend a point using one syllable words. Think you can do it? Mm, yeah, I guess sure. we're going to find mm-hmm. out, huh? Uh, if I think you did a good job and you don't run out of time, and I'm not going to tell you how much time you have, I'm just going to make it up as I go. You get an arbitrary point that means nothing. If you rock it, you get bragging rights, but you receive no other prize whatsoever. So I don't get anything? Nope. All right, so what's our first topic that I'm defending? The first topic is shade. Okay, go. (laughs) Okay. All right, so I am defending why shade-grown coffee is awesome. Before I get to it, I want to say that at least 40% and climbing, but at least 40% of coffee is grown in full sun, and the rest is some kind of degree of shade grown. Um, The full sun percentage is likely higher than that, um, but that's just what I've seen uh, from some references. Mm. Now, um, which one am I doing first? Shade. Shade. Okay. You're supposed to know this. I, I'm You're new the moderator. Here. You're the moderator. Okay. So what you'll see on the back, if you have shade grown, mm-hmm. is it'll say literally shade grown. Um, there's a couple of other things we'll get into in a second, like um, bird friendly. Um, supposedly, you can see shadow plantation on there, but I have never, ever seen shadow plantation on a bag. Mm. So... What does shade grown usually mean? It literally means that there are coffee trees grown under the shade of larger, most of the time native, trees. Um, Shade grown is supposed to increase the longevity. I don't know. What does that mean? It's a lot of syllables, isn't it? No, 
it's only three. Longevity. Longevity. Four. Oh, it's four. Yes. That's not so, too bad. So longevity. That means like how long it lives. Oh. Yeah, so it'll increase the longevity of the plants if they are um, grown hmm. under a little bit of shade. Um, of course, obviously provides protection from the sun, but interestingly, shade grown theoretically, well, not even theoretically, it would have wind protection for the plants. You know, in the same way, like if there's, say, a tornado, like coming across oh, the like field. Oh, like it won't get blown over? Correct. Yeah. Oh, that makes sense. Because, you know, then like it would, you know, break or you'd have limbs yeah. that, yeah. And so then you don't produce as much. Um, it would help with erosion because you you have more stuff that has roots that is just oh. there, you know, like on the ground. And so, yeah. like it's going to hopefully prevent um, erosion. It improves soil biodiversity. Do you know what that word means? Mm, I know what. I know what diversity means. Well, it's, it's so basically it's that they just add, just a, with add bio. a little, they add okay. a little extra, yeah, on the front of it. But basically, you know, it's it's the same thing if you think about a forest of all these different types of trees and what they can contribute to the actual soil um, and everything around there. So it's just like more complicated. Than yes, it's more complicated than say um, a field of everything being cotton. Oh, because that that they would all contribute the same thing to the soil and to the surroundings. Does that like affect what it grows or like how like the quality of it or not really? Well, that's a great question. That's why I'm just full of great questions. That's why we're debating it. So, um, so we will get to that here in just a little mm-hmm. bit. Um, okay. So theoretically, now a lot of places you're going to see this say it as a statement, but I'm going to say it theoretically. You have slower ripening, and this leads to better cup quality if it's shade-grown. And we have talked about it on the show before. The way that I think about it is a tomato, if it is, if it matures fast, then it just doesn't taste as good as one that slowly matures. Um, some say there's better bee pollination uh, for shade-grown versus... Um, it being in the sun, honestly, I don't buy that because bees have a massive radius as far as from their hive, how far they're willing to travel to pollinate something. And so you would have to have miles and miles of straight sun open farms for you to have an effect as far as the bees go. Hmm. And even here in the U.S., um, when you look at stuff that is sun grown, um, you have um, bees can be introduced and they do a good job of pollination and it does increase yields. So, so you want the bees there. You want the bees there because when the bees cross pollinate stuff, then you will get a higher yield of fruit or whatever the thing is you're growing. Does that have like stuff to do with genetics? Or am I making that up? Uh, I, I don't, I'm not going to go as far as saying okay. you're making it up. But I would say that it the cross-pollination, like taking the pollen from one plant and putting it on another, it helps increase the overall production of the plant. Hmm. 
Yeah, and that doesn't matter if it's a coffee tree or we're talking about soybeans or we're talking about corn or wheat or whatever. That's just one of those things. Gotcha. So that's that's uh that's Pretty my little cool. tidbit. That's my little tidbit on bees. Um so you do see shade grown more in rural areas and smaller farms. Uh, just because they don't, they can't afford. This is like we think of like the the small like family farm. Um, mm. They they just can't afford to have these a lot of land and stuff, right? Or even to like cut down the trees so that they can have more space for the for the actual coffee oh, trees, yeah. you know. And and then also if um, if it's a high elevation, because a lot of times that's some pretty rugged terrain you know mm-hmm. like if you've yeah. ever been on the side of a mountain mm-hmm. a lot of coffee grows like literally on the sides of mountains and it's hard to get to um but usually produces a great cup but they can't like they can't like massively just like yeah. remove everything and put those plants there so a lot of times mm-hmm. they are inherently shade you know shade, shade grown yeah yep that's correct i'm just impressed that trees can grow on the sides of mountains Trees and stuff like that, they're pretty resilient. Yeah. And then once they get their roots in, they're good to go. Um, Okay. So, uh, Arabica, which is the species of coffee bean that we're talking about, Mm -hmm. it does prefer shade. And our 101ers out there would know that we've talked about before where Arabica originated was in the forests of Ethiopia. It is, by default, it is a plant or a tree that's usually grown under the canopy of, like, the bigger trees, you know, in a Arabica forest. Arabica Yeah, that's right. Um, so this, so we would say that, that shade grown would be its more natural um, environment. Yeah. Okay, so now we're going to get into a little bit of fancy words, even for me, Um when we're talking about shade growing versus uh, sun. Okay. But we're going to plow through it. Okay. Aren't you ready? I'll just pretend that I know. You know. Yeah, sure. Okay. So the practice of growing coffee within natural or managed forest landscapes is called agroforestry. Mm. Agroforestry can be grouped into three groups. Rustic, which is like your traditional mature forest. Traditional polyculture. I've heard is, polyculture before. I had never heard of that till the other day. So you're more advanced than I am. Yeah, pretty much. Pretty much. I should be running this show. <laughs> you should. Uh, traditional polyculture, which is native trees and some planted trees, like a farm sup- supplementing with like fruit trees or something like that. And then there's commercial polyculture. Most or all native trees are removed and shade is quote shade is optimally planted then there's technically commercial monoculture which would be planting coffee trees under plantings of one specific shade tree um, now a commercial monoculture agroforestry practice isn't necessarily adding to the biodiversity even though it's theoretically like what we call shade grown mm. yep um Again, I'm going to say this theoretically. We'll talk about it a little more when we go to sun-grown. Shade-grown 
supposedly offsets some of the cost because there are less pesticides needed. I would feel like there would be more bugs in the shade. Maybe not, though. Well, there may be more bugs, but here's the trick, is that um, there would be more birds. Oh. So if there are more birds, the because... The circle of life. Yeah, the circle. Yeah, How does that yeah. Song I wasn't going to sing it, but <laughs> you go the, for it. Um. If there are more birds, there are more birds, theoretically, too. And that eat the bugs. That eat the bugs. Wow. Yep. And so then you don't have to have as, again, theoretically, have to have as much pesticides. So there you go on that. Um, shade grown can help diversify income. So you can also have fruit trees. You can have mature trees that you sell for wood so that a farmer is not putting all of his beans in one tree Uh (laughs) or eggs in one basket. Uh uh -uh. Uh Mm -hmm. Um, If shade grown does give you a better cup quality, then the farmer would have potential to get a better price for what he yields. Shade grown does a better job of, now this is a good one. I, I do like this. Shade grown does a better job of removing carbon from the environment. Look at that. Look, look at, at it. Look at the shade being all eco-friendly. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. Um, one bad thing is the yield, the amount of coffee that can come out of, of an area that is, we'll call shade grown. Is less. Is less. Whoa. So, because, I mean, if 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 our one on oneers out there, if you've ever seen something that you have grown in the shade, and then you take a sim- that same plant or, or species and grow it in sun, you see way more branches, you see way more leaves, you see way more fruit. Well, whatever flowers, anything. That's just how it is. Period. And so you're going to have lower yields um, when you're talking about shade grown. So that's something to think about. Now, I will say that closer to the equator, at higher elevations, coffee trees do prefer shade. And part of that is probably because that sun is, is so, like, impactful on them um, as far as, a, you know, a tree itself. One bad thing, and I know we'll get into more of the bad things when we're looking at sun itself versus this, versus shade grown is um, shade grown is going to definitely have more issues with fungal growth. Oh, yeah, that makes sense. Right, because I it's like shade so gross. and, you know, humid. Yeah. And like if you've ever left. Ooh, I don't like thinking about that. Like have you ever left? I'm not, I'm not saying you've ever done this, but let's say a older child in a family has accidentally left a half of a peanut butter sandwich like in their lunchbox oh, or something and it's dark you oh my gosh okay. it grows mold right this is off topic but we were cleaning up the lab at my school and there was like a can of play-doh or uh-huh. i guess it's a can i don't know but there was like a can of play-doh in like the lab closet and me and my friends got it out and there was like a centimeter of mold mm. just like on top and it, it was so nasty but Anyways. Because it was it was shade grown yeah. play-doh. Oh yeah, shade grown play-doh. That's yeah. why. So you have to you have to realize yeah. that, that fungus is part of it. 
Um, so that's something that you have to to worry about, or the farmer has to worry about. And when Don't we were talking shake about grow your play-doh. no, no, that's one of those like top ten rules of yeah. you know schools. I, I always have to remember that. Yep. Um, when we're talking about yields, one last thing I wanted to say for shade grown is it can have up to a fifty percent lower yield. And so That's for most do what? That's a lot. It is a lot. And so for most farmers, that's not sustainable. So this is the point where you segue and you say, Well, if that's not sustainable, let's talk about sun grown. Well, if that's not sustainable, let's talk about the sun grown coffee. Okay, but before we do that, like like how many how many arbitrary points do you give me for um for my shade grown for argument. Mm. Mm. And what good points did I make? You don't have to get crazy. Good points. I liked how you were saying that it was like you could have a more diverse income. Yeah. I thought that was cool. And then I liked the thing about the birds and the insects. So I didn't think about that. Because yeah. I would think there would be a lot more bugs down there, but I forgot about the birds that would just eat them. Like lop them up. Yes. Because they're protein. I would never, but. So how many points did I get? Um, I don't really know what like the scale is There is this. no scale. There's no scale. I'm going to give you 58.7 okay. points. Okay. Okay. All right. But yes, you're talking about the birds and the insects and stuff. Yeah. Um. When we talk about certifications, and that will be one of the upcoming um, shows, Mm -hmm. bird-friendly. There's a bird-friendly certification that the Smithsonian Institute puts out, um, and part of that is is shade-grown because it encourages, you know, migratory birds and stuff like that. Whether you run a coffee shop on Main Street or a grocery store chain in 37 states or really any business looking for coffee, you only want the best for your customers. Humble Coffee has you covered. Humble only sources specialty grade Arabica coffee that cups above 84 from around the world and consistently ranks among the best specialty coffee roasters in the world. It's not just coffee. It's what coffee should be. Drop us a line through the wholesale contact form on the website, humblecoffee.com, or simply click on the link in the show notes below. We'd love to hear from you, and we want to hear what greatness you're out there doing in the world. All right, let's get back to the show. So... Okay, so you want me to talk about sun now? Mm-hmm. Okay. So now I'm going to talk about sun-grown. And I'm going to tell you outright. Getting crazy. It is not the devil. Like we, especially as Americans, but everybody, mm-hmm. we're like, we have this perfect, like, you know, it should be shade-grown shade and there should be, you know, little rabbits and frogs with harpsichords and, yes. and you like, like harps and things like that, um, and it should all sound beautiful and yes. whatever. Yes. But, like, we are not on that farm, and we don't see how difficult sometimes it might be to try to say, okay, 
as a farmer, I'm going to have a lower yield. I'm going to work harder just because theoretically there's a group that wants this, quote, shade grown. You know, it sometimes, like I said, as we started this segue, it's just not sustainable um, for them to be able to, you know, live their um, their life and support their their family. And there's some other things that are you pretty. You said interesting. it's not sustainable for them to live their life and support their family. It could. It, there's a. There's definitely the potential that it wouldn't be, if that makes sense. Another way to um, another way to think about it is. Um, Again, we take the example of the U.S. because that's where we are. Uh, if you drive down the road, how many, like when we're passing by farms, like how many farms do you see in the U.S. that are producing a product that is shade-grown versus in full sun, like rows of planted whatever? I would say most of the farm land I see is in the sun. Okay. So if that's the way that we do it here, uh-huh. then then why should you know we necessarily you know say for this particular product being coffee that that we think that somebody in another country should do it differently, and in that doing differently they're going to have a lower yield. So that's 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 one big point I want to make with um you know thinking that sun-grown coffee or coffee that's not quote shade grown it's just it's it's not the devil and we're going to talk about some other some other really cool um studies that they've done um but i'll get to that in a second i'm gonna leave it like a little like a little teaser little cliffhanger yeah exactly so uh sun grown was introduced in the 1970s to farmers coffee farmers as a way to increase production it's this is one bad thing about it uh it historically has been a cause of deforestation and we talked about Mm. carbon emissions yeah and um taking back in some of the carbon from the environment Mm -hmm. um you need forest to do that so we can't get rid of all the trees um at least with at least 65% of adults drinking coffee, the impact coffee farms have on the world is significant. So sun-grown can theoretically, well, this is a little different. Sun-grown can theoretically have a negative impact on cup quality. Hmm. Now, I alluded to it a second ago. This is not necessarily true, and we'll get to it uh, here in a little bit. Going back to the deforestation thing, in Central America, as an example, specifically sun-based coffee farm deforestation has led to about 2.5 million acres of forest That's a lot. lost. Yeah, okay, so you think it's a lot, but then, you're, then I thought, okay, w- like how much is that? Like how much land, 2.5 million acres, you think, like how much land is that? Of, that's a lot. So it's larger than the state of Delaware. Dang. Exactly. And it's about the size of Puerto Rico. Wow. Yeah. That's really big. I know. Just for our cup of coffee. I think everyone just needs to not drink coffee. 
<laughs> they need to drink <laughs> coffee. But the way that we can make it better is shows like this uh-huh. who educate educate the people, educate the people, so that we so that there's some smart person or group out there that can figure out all the answers. That I think that's um, a good idea. Yeah, we'll inform them and they'll take action. Exactly. So there you go. Uh, there was a study in 2010 where they excluded birds from a coffee plantation, and they saw a 70% increase in the coffee bearer borer. Do you know what that is? No. It's Mm-mm. a. Are you yawning? Yeah, I'm sorry. I'm tired. Is this boring? No, it's not boring. It's very interesting. It's just. You were yawning. I, I didn't get much sleep last night. <laughs> okay. The coffee bearer borer. Can you say that three times fast? Coffee bearer borer. Wait, is it berry? Coffee berry borer. Coffee berry borer. Three times. Say it three times fast. Coffee berry. I can't. <laughs> <laughs> I'll let you do it. No, I'm not going to do it. I just wanted to see if you could. So it's a beetle that attacks the coffee cherry. Um. So, 70% increase in the coffee berry borer and on farms where birds were excluded. Another study showed about a 30 to 40% increase in chewing insects like caterpillars. So, here's the thing. Birds eat bugs like we talked about. Birds are important. Birds are important. Hashtag. Save the birds. Save the birds. Exactly. So that's your natural insecticides, pesticides at its finest. And birds need a place to have a nest. Yep. If there's no nest, there are no birds. Exactly. Now. I've always said that. That, I know you've always said that. Like every day, that's what you say. No nest, no birds. Like, yeah. Yeah. Exactly. Um, But that, both of those studies sound great. And you're like, duh, awesome. But here's, I do have a little bit of beef with that. So, my thing and what I'd like to see a study on Mm -hmm. is how far, and somebody probably knows this out there, and y'all can tell us, you can put it in a review. Please let us know. Please let us know. We want to be informed. Yeah, DM us on Instagram, all that kind of fancy stuff. But, um, like, what is a bird's range? That's what I want to know. Like flying range? Yeah, because when I see... When I think of farms, you have farms up to a certain, like, edge. And, like, let's say that that edge is tall trees that are by a uh, creek or mm-hmm. by a property line. Yeah. I so, feel like it would be pretty long, though, because, like, the birds migrate every year. Yeah, so if, if they have, yes, yes, that's a like, good point. I haven't thought about that. And so, like, if if they have a wide range, a big, a large range, then, like, I mean, even if it's in the sun, they could still get to those those beetles yeah. and those caterpillars. But it's probably just more fun to do in the shade. I don't know about <laughs> that. That's not a good enough answer for this show. So, Let us know. Any bird biologists out there, yeah. you probably know a lot more about the birds than we do. Let us know, please. Well, they do know more about the well, birds yeah. than they do. So, okay. So, more pesticide use is an issue for... The farm, the workers, mm-hmm. the ecosystem, and likely the consumer, but maybe not. And just as a side tangent, um, another study I'd like to see, and again, somebody out there who has the means, like somebody do this, is I'd love to see 
um, the insecticides, pesticides, herbicides tested before green coffee is roasted and after it's roasted to see what the levels are. Because my theory is that you actually roast out because roasting goes roast to Roast out pesticides. Yeah, because it goes up to like 400 and something degrees. That would degrees. make sense because you can like bake out, you know, like the bad stuff in eggs and stuff. Yeah. That like makes your stomach hurt. So it makes sense. Yeah, I would love to see a study like that. But regardless of that, um, those things can have an impact on the ecosystem uh, and the workers and, um, you know, at least the green beans themselves. So something to think about. So coffee farms continue to move towards sun-based. And it looks like we said most of the farms in the U.S. um, And there are higher yields when it's, um, when, you know, you're looking at row crops that are, you know, full sun. Um, So why would this be? It's like Eric Brenner, when we were talking, the uh, professor at Texas A&M said, it's all connected. So if a farm doesn't get paid decently for his or her coffee, they still have to figure out a way to feed their family. I mean, at the end of the day, that's what it comes down to for them. And if they can produce more by cutting down trees, then they will. You can't blame them, though. I mean, we would do the same thing. uh, I think sometimes it's easy for us um, to just say, like, no, we wouldn't do that idealistically. But, I mean, if you... Got to do what you got to do. Yeah, exactly. So, another thing is one could argue sun-grown is better for the farmer because more yields equals more More money. money. Farmers can plant a higher density in full sun. Although this does stress the ecosystem more. So mm-hmm. there's lots of give and take in both of these ways, as, as y'all can probably see if you've gotten this far in the episode. Interestingly, the farther coffee is planted away from the equator and at lower elevations, remember our elevation discussion uh, with the last podcast show, the more sun it prefers, even to the extent of full sun. Think about it. It's trying to compensate and mimic the environment where it comes from to, quote, get the temperature right farther away from the equator. It needs more sun and at lower elevations. Um, So that's one thing to think about as far as inherently where are some areas where it just can grow better. Yeah. So here's, here's the crux of like a lot of what... We've been saying the whole time, and I really wanted to get to um, a couple of studies that I found. There was a study done in 2016 where they, you know, cupping because you're yes, an expert. Yes, I right? love cupping. You're a newbie, but you're an expert. I'm, I'm pretty much an expert. Yeah, at least at cupping. Now I am. Yes, and so they were blinded to, you know, what the actual cups were, which means mm-hmm. they didn't know. Um, you know, what they're tasting. Yeah. And, and they actually looked at sun versus shade and, and altitude. So the study in 2016 showed better cup quality at higher altitudes in full sun to medium shade. Really? Yes. So let me say that again for all the one-on-oneers out there. 
this showed a better cup quality at higher altitudes and in full sun to medium shade. It actually showed significantly lower quality in dense shade at those higher altitudes. I would have thinking that the shade one would have been better. Well, quality. that's that's what you see a lot um, as far as what's written um, in the general public. But when you're actually looking at the nuts and bolts of the numbers, um, that might not necessarily be the case, which I find super fascinating, as y'all can tell. Total, I mean, you know this by now. If you've gotten this far in the podcast, I'm a total geek for this kind of stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, they specifically saw a 50% drop off in the best quality beans, um, you know, once they got out of that higher cup quality, which I thought was pretty fascinating. Another study illustrated that sugar or sucrose content increased in the bean more significantly as elevation increased under conditions of full sun, but not shade. shade. I didn't even know that coffee had sucrose in it. Well, so when, okay, so when we think about, and you know this, um, when we smell it, um, and we talk about... Oh, that's what it is? Yeah, we talk about stuff like it tastes like, Like, taste or smells like peach uh or um, blueberries, that's the sweetness that we're talking about in coffee. And we'll have an episode coming up where we actually deep dive on these, what we call cupping attributes. Mm-hmm. Um, but like sweetness in a cup is super important. Yeah. And so what they found in this study was that the sweetness or the sugar content increased in beans as elevation increased with full sun conditions but not with shade conditions. And, I, and those two studies, I think, are really, really important um, when we're looking at sun versus shade. Another study showed basically cup quality was best for high-grown coffees in open sun or partial shade, but there was no difference between those two. And uh, so there you go. That is shade versus, versus sun. sun. Um, so what I'd like to do is do kind of a super high-level, quick, down-and-dirty... Are you quizzing me? No, not oh, yet, okay, but good. I, w- I am oh, going to quiz oh. you. Like, down-and-dirty, um, good points, bad points for both shade and sun, and then I'm going to sum it up, and, and then we'll then shift gears into quiz. the lightning round. Oh, goodness. Okay, you ready? So, shade. Main points for shade. Less deforestation... More biodiversity, birds, insects, soil. Theoretically, better taste, partly due to longer maturation process. But what I've said is it probably doesn't pan out in the studies. But that's not what you read everywhere. Reduces erosion. Provides wind protection. Less pesticide use since the birds eat the bugs. More diversity and income for the farmer. They can raise other things like fruits, wood, stuff like that. Does a better job removing carbon from the environment. Shade mimics where coffee originated in the forest of Ethiopia, shaded by a tall tree canopy. So those are kind of your pro shade. The main points. Main points. Yep. For sun, studies show taste just as good despite current 
cultural preconceived notions. It's better for the farmer. Higher yields leads to more farm and family stability. And they can put that money back into making the farm better and they can live a better life. You also have much better control of fungus growth compared to shade grown. So, 101ers out there, Katie here in the studio, (laughs) I don't want you to just, like, say, if it's not shade grown, then to heck with it. We're just, you know, we're not going to, you know, worry about it uh, and we're not going to buy it. Yeah. We want people to say, okay, there's good and bad points. Got to be open to it. Yeah, there's good and bad points to either of these. And so, so I don't think. I don't think sun-grown is the devil, mm-hmm. but I, I will say they both have really good points as far as, you know, um, what they can provide for coffee. So now we're going to go to the lightning round, and I am oh, going no. to just kind of randomly throw some things at you, and then you tell me which one. Okay. You tell me which one, and then you give me one-syllable word one answers syllable word. as to why, you know— your okay, answer is I can what do it is. this. I got this. All right, you ready? Disney versus Pixar. Ooh, Disney. Oh wait, wait that wait that's not. That's two syllables. I get to yeah. You get to answer it, but then after that, you for the why, you have to oh. say like you say Disney. So I say and, like, and then I'll say why. In in one syllable words. Oh gosh, I can. All think, right, okay. go. Disney. I think of one word. I can't think of a one syllable word. It's so hard. I can think of so many two-syllable words right now. Okay. All right. You failed that one. All right. So. Um, I was going to say story. Yeah. But that's, that's, but that's, that's two, two syllables, syllables. So you can't do it. Mountains versus beach. Beach. All right. Why? In one syllables. Sand. And? <laughs> Wait. No. That's a one. Oh, gosh. Sand. Sand. And they're like all the good words. Well, okay. Are two syllables, but sun. waves, sun, waves, but the mountain has sun too. That's true. But I'll give you half a point on that okay. one. Okay. Uh, deep dish versus thin crust. Thin crust. Crisp. Okay. I give that you was 10 easy. points. <laughs> I give you 10 points for that one. Guac versus queso. Guac. Oh, smooth. Well, I guess queso. Queso's like sticky though. Guac is just, it's smooth. That's my word. It's smooth. Okay. I'll give you like two points for that one. What is the best Star Wars movie? Like out of all of the Star Wars movies? Yes. Like this, are there nine? I don't know. Oh, there's more than that because there's like the nine main ones and then the other ones. Let's see. I like The Force Awakens. Unpopular opinion, but that's probably my favorite one. And can you describe it? Why you like it in, in one, one syllable? Word. It can be more than one word, but they have to be one syllable. Mm. Yeah. Okay. I can't. All right, so you get like .25 on that one. So you at least nailed one of them. I did, but they were arbitrary points. Well, what would, I want to know. I want to know what you would say. I want you to do this. Okay. I think you should. 
All right, so you pick you pick some for me, so and I will try my best. And you can even, like, do some of the ones that I did for you. Okay. I want to know what you say of Disney versus Pixar. Disney? Um, yeah, it's hard, isn't it? <laughs> don't pressure me. I'm pressuring you. I was pressured. Star? Good. Oh, wait, yeah, I didn't I know, know that I, I could... I, uh, I failed. Uh, uh, okay. Uh, uh. All right. Go to the next okay. one. Okay. Seinfeld versus Friends. Seinfeld. Um, it was good. It oh. was good. Okay. There you go. <laughs> I didn't know I could make sentences. I thought I had to like describe it. Anyways, which is the best Star Wars movie? Rogue One. It's great. Start. There you go. (laughs) Perfect. All right, Katie Thomas, y'all. I enjoyed being on the show today. I learned a lot. And I learned that I can't describe things in one-syllable words. (laughs) But that wasn't the most important thing. Well, neither can I. So we're even. We tied. Just like sun versus shade. Hey, folks. Thanks again for listening to Coffee 101. Don't forget to subscribe and leave us a review. Those two things really help us grow. Maybe lofty, but our goal is to educate everyone on the planet who wants to know more about coffee. Subscriptions and reviews help us achieve that goal, and we really do appreciate it. I read every review. And y'all, if you haven't checked out Humble Coffee, click on the link below in the show notes. I'm Kenneth Thomas, and you've been listening to Coffee 101, brought to you by Humble Coffee. Love y'all.